You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, cutting Eastern Washington commentary, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We're your hosts for mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and in the stats booth at Lumen Field before it was called that. He's Spokane Brandon. It's actually Spokandon. Thank you very much. <laughs> kind of kind of like Minnesota Lunited. <laughs> Do us a quick solid click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us that rating. Definitely five stars, and I haven't checked to see if we have one this week. While Brandon's doing that, I'll say the next line. Primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. <laughs> Good news. We don't have any new reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks everybody really saved me on that one (laughs) anyway tell us your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player from new who to finger Wagiaga (laughs) (laughs) man that's perfect this week the 2020 man city of MLS Seattle Sounders FC take on the man U of America Minnesota United FC and at least they have FC and it's not SC and it's a stretch, I know. What makes us, uh, I'm curious, what makes us the, the the Sounders, the 2020 Man City of MLS? And is there an equivalent full 90 soccer time podcast uh, for Manchester City that we <laughs> should be like teaming up with? You know how like some cities have sister cities? Like they yeah. need to be like our sister stupid idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, the reason I say we're the Man City, so first of all, MNU, it looks like Man U to me. So that's Every, what I every time I, I read it, I'm like, oh, Minnesota. Yeah. Or Man- Manchester United. No. No, it's just Minnesota United. Minnesota. I thought you were going to say the U of America. <laughs> um, and so when I see that, then I'm like, oh, so how would we be Man City in that case for people to get wrong? I'm like, oh, runner up last year. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, maybe maybe they, they should be the menu of the menu. The menu. I'll have. Excuse me, dog. <laughs> Sorry. That's my dog yawning. <laughs> I'll have the chicken tenders, please. <laughs> Like we are a soccer team. The, the menu of America. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. I yeah. love the menu. Yeah. Hey, every time your dog yawns, does he make a noise like that? Oh, yeah. Big time. I had this other dog and it died and it didn't do that ever. It was unrelated to its death. But it like would yawn and there would be no noise. And now my current dog, it like looks at me and it opens its mouth and it makes like this this idiotic noise. I'm like, you're such an idiot. It's like, oh, <laughs> my, my, my other, it's always d- at, it's always at four in the morning when I'm trying to quietly carry her out of our room and she <laughs> she won't get out of her goddamn crazy. kennel. 
that was a good nap, everybody. My uh, my other dog does that. Like if you if you just like say her name and start talking to her, she goes. I love, I love this podcast should just be us trying to recreate dog noises. <laughs> uh, I'm in. <laughs> that is what I'm here for. Yeah, great. <laughs> anyway, find out more about us on the full ninety so- or about the full ninety soccer time podcast at full ninety podcast.com. We've got a link tree, of course, links for Scuba Steve to our OnlyFans page, and so you can find us on Twitter, where, Instagram, everywhere where else. Where we post hot dog videos. <laughs> 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 We said like people doing bad Wookiee impressions. Yeah. 2021, a brand new season gets underway this week. Whoa. I got to give a massive shout out to Seattle Sounders FC, who uh, still somehow consider us media and let me attend to co- cover the match. Brandon, I went to the scrimmage. They did two scrimmages, the kind of the B squad against the San Diego Energy backup player. I don't even know how they have enough players to even San Diego that. Loyal? Loyal is that they're called? I think so. I think the who's the energy? Uh, the Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's yeah, right. something been, like that. I'll just have you know, the guy who went to cover it has had it wrong all week. So that's pretty. <laughs> the, the guy pretty who good. like used to be an announcer for a USL team. Mm. <laughs> Can't remember what those USL teams are called, dude. It took uh, me a second too, and I used to work for a USL team. <laughs> uh, we will. That's how we know each other, actually. Yeah. But uh, I, there's a dog nose just sticking in through the. <laughs> In the background, just a nose popped in. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Now it just sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) So they bring me in to cover the first team, right? And I, okay, I'm very excited to get to go. But I I realize that it's a USL squad and it's like not even the top tier USL, I don't think. I I couldn't get that straight. Anyway, it's again, uh, they consider us media. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm so embarrassed though, right? I go, first of all, we go out for beers um, (laughs) beforehand because that's what. Um, and there's uh, my buddy just opened a chicken place where Quality Athletics used to be, and so we went and sat outside, and uh, it's awesome. You got to go. I wish I could remember the name Media. What kind um, of chicken is it? It's fried chicken. Oh, great, wonderful. Yeah, your buddy owns it. Well, we're not like we are Instagram friends. I don't actually like know him very well. Friend of a friend. Yeah, but enough to like grift some chicken off of. I did not grift chicken. We just looked at each other awkwardly, pretended like we didn't know each other, even though we knew each other. You know that old game? Yeah, totally. So, uh, you know, a couple beers beforehand, show up to, I'm just going so I can watch the match, so I can get a feel for what we're looking at. And I have some good observations and whatnot, but I show up and I forget how seriously some people take covering preseason soccer. And um, boy, am I embarrassed by uh, what I showed up to. First of all, I know, I've been doing this long enough that I know some of the sounders like staff and whatnot. Okay, great. So, and from knowing you and everything. And so I show up and, oh, there's um, one PR person and she's like, oh, okay, your seat's down there. Please stay your distance, all this stuff. Great. I sit down and there's some people to my left and I'm like, hey, fellas. And they look at me like, excuse me? (laughs) And I was like, okay, cool. Good to see you. They said, hi. They were like, you know, professional, but I was like, all right, so we're not friends. Good. And then I look over to my other side. I was like, yep, don't know any of those people. (laughs) Where is everybody? I text my friend Jose to be like, yo, you here? He's like, nah. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I don't, I literally don't know anybody. And um, then I look and literally everybody has laptops and like stuff to cover the game. It's a scrimmage. You can't watch it online. And you're like, Luckily, boop, 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 open up Twitter so I can live tweet. And that is like my goal here. I didn't even want to do that, but I was like, I got to look like I'm doing something, right? So uh, the 
Jeremiah, who I don't know from Sounder at Heart, he was at least streaming it on a webcam that he brought along with him. So, like, the Sounders didn't make it public, and who knows the reasons why they don't do that. But I wasn't there to—I thought I could, like, stand around like normal, kind of in the back of the press room, and just kind of, like, watch what was going on while the professionals covered it. No, 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 no. That was not the case. I'm sitting front and center, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I should have I did the finger wag. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> but it was a um, it was a one nil performance from Seattle's yeah sort of first team. There was no Yamar, no Lodero, yikes, um, and uh, a lot of characters that um, that we're gonna miss this season, like the Gustav Svensons. The well, Yamar played with the uh, with the second team, right? He played down with the te- well, what you would consider the Sounder second team that was full of a bunch of youth players who played against that first scrimmage, right? Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I didn't watch the match. I barely followed our own live tweets. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I am curious why, uh, why, or if if that's a signifying what the Sounders' starting center back pairing is going to be this year. Is it going to be Shane O'Neill and Ariaga? Because let me tell you, that is not where I thought things would go after the last season. I thought Yamar was the rock, right? I don't. I don't think so. I think that uh, the buzz in the press room was that Yamar. It was going to be Yamar Ariaga okay. together in the. Um, in that, but I, but who knows? I mean, what do any of us know, right? The one thing that they did is they played uh, five guys at the back, so you had a three center backs and then two wingers, mm-hmm. and I could see them going O'Neill, Ariaga, and Yamar three at the back there, and then having quick people on the sides and having Nuhu, our favorite, be kind of like a back to like kind of the super sub or. You know, only uh, or backup role that he would have. Well, it's it's. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of buzz about the Sounders changing the formation in the off season. We are not real media, so we're not going to talk specifically about what that means. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but with the five guys at the back, really, what you're seeing is a three-five-two, which means that um, anybody who's going to be playing on that left side is really going to be playing forward when you're on offense and playing back when you're on defense. Nuhu, I will say his offense his was offensive last year. He got no, he actually started to get better. He started to get some really great crosses off. He uh kicked the beer can the hell out of a beer can in LA oh, yeah. um, a couple of years ago. So that guy knows how to use his feet. Um So, but interestingly, so watching this, Nuhu was kind of the standout of the performance for his maturity. Had the standout performance of the game for his maturity. He stayed in position the whole freaking time. It wasn't until the last couple minutes that he made any advanced runs and then immediately dropped back to get back to the center back position he was playing. <laughs> it's it's as soon as you as soon as you remove the bad influence of Roman Torres, <laughs> all of a sudden everybody can stay in their position. <laughs> so it was wild though to, to see like what you're talking about is that he could play on the left side and Brad Smith can play on the left side and and advance. And so they were playing like a like a fluid I'm sorry to be so boring. It was like a fluid four at the back where when Smith would advance on the left side, knew who would step into that def- he, the whole thing would shift over so he would be kind of the left back then. And then if um Alex Roldan advanced on the right, then they would then then uh, Smith could drop back a little bit and they'd still kind of have four at the back. It was fascinating to watch um to see him how that they're actually putting this into action what i thought also was interesting is that whoever jimmy triore must be doing a good job getting through to some of these younger guys in the defense because ariaga's first half he was so calm and cool 
The whole time he had it under control. He didn't look like he was making any rushed, forced plays. He didn't look like he was about to do a finger wag and get a red card for some sort of idiotic, like his feet go in before his brain can catch up type <laughs> maneuver. But I noticed something about him. In the second half when Rui Diaz came on and the level of play for the team went up a little bit, he started to get more and more tense. And he gets into this like squat where he starts to like, his shoulders come forward. He starts to bend over like he's like, like he's playing um, like a secondary in an NFL team where he's got kind of like got his hands up for like which way he's going to go and try and like make an interception or something. Yeah. He looks like that. And as that energy started to grow and he started to like shrivel into the little golem that he was becoming, that's when he commits a foul. He goes, no, no, no. The finger wag is right there. I don't know if it was full finger or not, yeah, but yeah. it was like, that wasn't a foul. And I was like, oh, here we go. When the thing started to intensify, when it got a little bit more exciting, he had a harder time keeping it together. Or it's because he's not, it's the beginning of the you know, preseason and he hasn't had, the 90 minutes is still a lot to focus for, but that first half he looked good. I wonder, well, two things. This is against a USL team, so let's hope that when the Sounders go into an MLS season, Ariaga can keep his cool. I, the second thing I was going to say is I wonder if um, if that formation, when you're playing in that formation, is there something that Rui, Rui Diaz is doing that um, kind of mm, breaks up the, the, the vibe, for lack of a better word, yeah. in that back line where all of a sudden things are moving a little bit faster, players are having a harder time shifting back and forth because maybe the ball is switching um, switching sides a lot more and, and they're trying to figure out who's going forward and, and who's staying back and how is that mm-hmm. back line swinging to support the offense. Um, you would think that that would actually help center backs because if you're the center backs, you can focus a lot more on just staying home, letting those wingers on the outside go up and you just shift over left and right, right? Um, yeah. Maybe that's not the case when when things are moving a little bit quicker when you add a Rui Diaz in, uh, playing alongside, especially when Ladero comes back. You have Ladero, Rui Diaz, and, and Montero all playing on the field. You're talking some really quick play there. I saw some talk on the... So Montero had an awesome scrimmage as well. He was... he. I made the joke that he should get a job for Budweiser because his distribution is so good. Like he, you know, he's not a number 10 player. He's not at the center of the field. there creating the plays. He's not like the, he doesn't do that. Nico Ladero or in a pinch Joao Paulo uh, role where he's kind of the heart of where everything started, but his passing and his vision in the final third was really good in this. Now, again, you're playing against a lower level defender, so he probably can see the gaps a little bit easier. But he was so calm and cool and had um, a real, his soccer sense seemed way better than the last time he was a sounder, where he was just more aware of his role within this team as an older guy, as opposed to the young hotshot. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be really interesting to see because he's really the Sounders. I mean, him, Kellen Rowe, uh, I think maybe one uh, goalkeeper, like backup, backup goalkeeper or something like that. Really, the Sounders' only acquisitions uh, since since they lost MLS Cup by the largest margin in MLS Cup history. Um, so that that brings me to this point which is uh mlssoccer.com major league soccer soccer.com.com uh mm-hmm. just released their uh their their preseason power rankings and the sounders came in at number 8 uh that's behind by the way uh, a few places behind minnesota minnesota united who the sounders play in the first match of the season on friday um so this is what they had to say about uh the the sounders they say they're going to make mls cup why well because they've gotten worse this offseason season. <laughs> 
normally that would be enough to keep them out of things like MLS Cup, but we all know how this works by now. And for Seattle, getting worse still means being better than most teams. Besides, they'll inevitably sign a game-changing player in the summer, Jao Paulo, for instance, uh, correct course, and then thrive even without Jordan Morris, Gustav Svensson, and Kelvin Leardam. They just will accept it now, and it will hurt less. <laughs> I think that I think that you're talking about, and we've as we've seen year over year, um, hopefully not, but the Sounders having another pretty slow start to the season. Uh, you know, you've been playing one formation, yes, without Raul Ruiz Diaz because of green card and visa issues, right? Um, but playing with Nico Ladero as your number 10, who we haven't gotten to this yet, is going to be out with injury for at least three to four weeks. So you're talking about Do we missing, know what's wrong with him? Uh, I mean, hamstring, obviously. <laughs> oh, confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> confirmed. Thank you. Thank you, Sanders Injury Generator. So so you're talking about all of a sudden, right before the season starts, uh, shifting who's playing where and trying to make up for the linchpin in your team. Uh, and so, yeah, the Sounders have gotten worse. Uh, and also, because it's a, what, it's a odd year, it'll be Seattle versus Toronto in the MLS Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... I don't have my sights set high on this team. I think that this is kind of a rebuilding year for them. The names that you just mentioned that are gone are big ones, and that's going to be hard to, to fill. I don't know anything about Josh Atencio, except for he made a couple mistakes when he was out there, but he was better than the entirety of San Diego. That guy is so good. And this is Josh Atencio is Sounders youth player. Sounders youth makes it sound like you're talking about like, like the Nazi youth. Uh, he's a Sounders youth player who, uh, who plays for Tacoma defiance mm-hmm. uh, and came through the Sounders Academy and is now one of the few players that's making it with Danny Leva, Ethan Dobelair, um into, into, you know, contention to, to get some first team minutes, at least uh, right the bench on the first team. Double air was another one of the names that was just kind of getting buzzed around in the press box, which I thought was interesting from people that pay more attention than we do regularly. The, his name came up, and I but I thought Atencio looked like he wants a spot. He looks like he wants, to, and he's big. I didn't realize what a big guy is until I saw him playing amongst the you know the first team pros. He's a big dude. He could be a he could be a real force in the in the central midfield there as an extra little bit of defense or something. Especially losing Gustav and that's a big deal. Josh Atencio is 19 years old. So I oh think that God. the more the Sounders are able to start playing, I had to just look that up, right? He's born in yeah. 2002. Yeah. God! <laughs> like, come on! He, uh, from Bellevue, but he's, uh, um, he's one of those players who, uh, if the Sounders, and we talked about this a little bit last week, Craig Wobble or Wable, Craig Wable. <laughs> Nope. Nope. It's Craig Wobble. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, buddy. It's, it's, it's now Craig Wobble. Uh, and Garth Lagerway, uh, you know, at RSL, <clears throat> created a very uh, uh, high production youth pipeline from the RSL Academy to the first team. If this is the Sounders starting to realize some of those dreams of Wobble and Lagerway, the magic show. <laughs> <laughs> the wobble way magic show. Uh, wobble way. <laughs> a wobble way. A wobble no, way. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, it'll be it'll be awesome to see. And even before any preseason, everybody was talking about like, well, the Sounders are gonna suck. Let this be the year of play your kids. Yeah, play the babies, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. So what else we got? So um, I was. I was having some feelings uh, mm. going into the match this Friday, right? So um, I am having a hard time 
being able to analyze, properly analyze what this season is going to look like or even think about what the season is going to look like. I think sure. half of it is the fact that last season was such a weird, you know, nobody was in the stands. Uh, you know, there were new teams in the league. Things were happening and it was just it's just kind of hard for me to remember um, what that season looked like for the Sounders. Even I had to go back and look at the MLS Cup final, which I've tried to forget. I had to go back and look at how the Sounders <laughs> even got there uh, at the end of the preseason. We're sorry, at the end of the uh, playoffs. And I think part of this has been summed up in a tweet by Grant Wall, who's a, a you know, esteemed soccer writer, uh, very bald, said, one of my main thoughts heading into MLS season uh, is there are now 27 teams in the league, and that is a lot of teams to have in a soccer league. And you know what? Yeah. Like the sound, like not just the sound, but the, there's the league is going to have by next season, I think 29 and ideally they would have had 30 because of Sacramento Republic. And I'm, I'm sitting here trying to be like, oh yeah, I forgot Nashville is in the league now. And then they're all <laughs> of a sudden going to have Austin this year. And then the following year, Charlotte and St. Louis. And I'm like, I can barely keep track of the teams that are in the, the Western conference right now, let alone, you know, 30 teams in a league. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. It's a, It feels very American, right, to do that. Uh, if you're not going to do pro well, then you might as well stack up the two sides and never play all the teams and never really know who's doing what everywhere. It's It makes uh, for a very MLB feeling to it where I have no idea about any teams outside of the Mariners because there's just too much going on, and how could anyone track all of that? Well, and we want to we wanna say, or at least I think most people would say, uh, that the supporter shield is is yes the mls cup gets more coverage and maybe more attention but the supporter shield is really the best indication of how good a team is at the end of the year with 30 teams in the league even right now with 27 teams in the league you can't have a fair and balanced uh schedule right like you can't play everybody the same amount of times you can't get a a good feel for like who's gonna win on a given games exactly they would have to be right i think the season is only 34 games so you're missing however many games that could could be a balanced schedule. So, so the Sounders, yeah, like say any of these teams walk away with a supporter shield, Eastern Conference, I I can't say what the, the conference, you know, balance is going to be this year, which conference is going to be better, but the worst conference, if you're a good team in the worst conference, yeah. uh, you have a better shot at winning that supporter shield than the best team in a good conference. Yeah, it's um it's it's tough. It's it it just changes the weight of everything. I guess sure. you just got to accept it, right? Yeah, and and like really selfishly, at the end of the day, whatever we get to watch soccer, I'm only going to care about the Sounders. Um, but at the end of the day, very selfishly, this is just me having a hard time being like, who who is that again? Like us having to preview games for this podcast, being like, I don't even know that that's a team that exists, let alone who's on it and who's good. <laughs> Are they playing USL teams now again? <laughs> yeah. Like- is this a scrimmage week? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is Minnesota so, in America? Weird. Yeah, this isn't like an opinion about like whether or not we should have promotion and relegation. This is just no. more me being like, this is too much to remember. How and like the I I'm, I wonder how that affects the league, like the people in the front office of the league that are like, you know, the, it bled money last year, and suddenly you got all these new teams that aren't getting any exposure, and how do you keep them from fizzling out? And what do you do with Sacramento? And like, there's so many variables that happen and it's so much harder to manage even like the review show if i want to watch that 15 matches a week that's a lot to that's a lot to have to put in i have to devote half an hour (laughs) well yeah you know i want to watch 
but really when like life stacks up like how are we supposed to take an interest in the league when it's too saturated and i guess it's called the playoffs you just ignore it till that happens and then go for it like all the other leagues in my life and that's and that's the other thing is with all these other leagues it's like you could have you know the mariners like in 2001 be the best team in baseball one of the best in baseball history based on their winning record and then not make the uh not make the world series or even pass the first round of playoffs right it's like the the mls cup at the end of the day is not going to show you who the best team in the league was it's going to show you who the best team right now is and and for the sounders in in both cases that they didn't have stellar seasons when they won their MLS cups. They just happened to be the hottest team at the end of the at the end of the season. Um, yeah, to the point of the number eight power ranking, we've gotten yeah. worse, but there'll be an MLS cup. But exactly. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. I've got two tat- I've got two stars tattooed on me uh, because of it. So it's like can't take anything away from from those cups. But uh, it it will be definitely a I don't know. It's it's just going to be a lot to wrap our heads around when you have to start remembering like. Oh. Who Charlotte, Charlotte City Town FCSC is. Speaking of uh, wrapping our head around it, just check this out. Uh, seeing myself in the in the reflection there. Do you think I could pull off a Liam Neeson Qui Gon Jinn Halloween costume? Um, one hundred percent. I think you should grow the beard out and go for a uh, Obi Wan. Oh, but I think it's too long in the back already. I, like I, no, no. I think right now, right now. I mean, who knows yeah. what's going to be in. Uh, f- six months, right? <laughs> Where how long it's going to be? But you could get the uh, Obi Wan mullet cut and then uh, and then grow the beard <laughs> out. It'll be just in time for the new Obi Wan series. <laughs> Perfect. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. All right, let's take a preview of this week's match. Match number one, Friday, 6.30 p.m. is what it's listed as, so kickoff could be anywhere between then and 9.30. No, for the record, I have heard, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that MLS has come out and said that they are going to start listing 
uh, coverage times, which is what we usually get, which is like that 6.30 or 7 o'clock, they're actually going to start listing when first kick is because they realize how pissed everybody gets when they have to like tune in at 7 and wait until 7.50 to to get the first kick of a match. Yeah, just so they can get their... on the TV, like that's that's all it is. Is that they want to like the the pregame show brought to you by Audi? Like I'm fine with Audi or whatever, yeah. but just like just you tell have me green screens for that right now. Who needs commercials? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a soccer ball. We've got ads in the stands. <laughs> they could just kick an Audi logo left and right. <laughs> <laughs> please somebody, please somebody make that happen. Uh, anyway, the uh, match is 6.30, maybe 7, 7.08, 6.51. Nobody really knows. 6.69. We'll <laughs> yeah, 4.20, 69. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, Minnesota United FC is in town. That means the return of Ozzy Alonso. Uh, just a quick shout for him. I just went to his Twitter to see if he's indeed still playing because he's now like 41 years old or something like that. Um, he is. <laughs> I know. And the stats that he lists on his own Twitter, like, you can't mess with this guy. USL Rookie of the Year in 08, USL Best 11, MLS uh, MLS Cup, US Open Cup, Supporter Shield, Cuban League Champion, MLS Best 11, MLS All-Star, uh, team, VM, team MVP, 13 MLS seasons, 13 playoffs. That's quite the record for a guy that we used to, you know, <laughs> used to be beloved to start the season having him here. I I feel like the the people that control the it's not a script but the like the the rost not rosters what do you call it the schedule mm-hmm. uh, pick that on purpose because there's a little bit of um, a little bit of sentimentality involved in that but anyway it'll be good to have Ozzy come back and play here and slide tackle into some of our players and we get mad at him it's crazy he left uh, the Sounders to go to a non playoff team Minnesota United and turned them or helped turn them into a playoff team so he has never missed the playoffs in his in his history as a player are there fans of the lunatics is that a thing oh god I hope not I, I'm almost willing to guarantee that they <laughs> there's are. at least a subset <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's actually fun. So at last, I, I was saying this earlier. I went back and looked at how the Sounders reached uh, MLS Cup last year, and they had to play in the Western Conference Final. They had to play against Minnesota United, and Minnesota United was winning that game two to nothing in like the 70th minute, mm-hmm. and the Sounders came back and won three to two uh, without needing extra time. Uh, it was a crazy game. I barely remember it. And after watching that, um, after watching that, uh, the the highlights, it all came back to me. Um, but in those highlights, I I had noticed a few times. So Christian Roldan always talks about Ozzy Alonso as his mentor when Ozzy was here. They they play very similar styles. They're both you know heart on their sleeve, aggressive, great with the ball, but also great off of the ball. Um, they as as defenders as just like lock it down in the midfield. It was so awesome to see, and I hope that we get to see this on Friday. Uh, Ozzy Alonso and Christian Roldan battling in in these duels, uh, trying to trying to just get the ball off of each other, slide tackling each other. Uh, I think that there's a lot of mutual respect there, and to be able to see those two players playing with each other is just it's kind of cool from like a Sounders fan perspective. You get to see kind of uh, the Obi Wan and the Qui Gon Jinn. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had the hair and robes. I'll be uh, Minnesota is one of those teams that I like 
um, that I when I see him play, I'm excited about it. I, I like Ozzy still. Their squad's fun to watch. I don't know why. It's just they're not most of the teams I absolutely hate, but they're when they're on, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give this a few minutes because they're fun to watch. What's uh, you know anything different about them this year? Have they made any additions or anything? Well, so you're not alone. I feel uh, in those power rankings that we were reading earlier, uh, and even you know in, across the board, a lot of MLS you know cov- people who cover the MLS, uh, the MLS like an idiot like i don't even know this like the mls <laughs> stupid shut up uh people who cover mls will say that minnesota united is one of the more exciting teams to watch and have been over the last couple of years uh since guys like ozzy alonzo since they've started to to oh crap what's his name the midfielder who's really good the midfielder who's really good uh, oh, that guy so people have uh, right now in their rankings and their preseason predictions that Minnesota is going to be a supporter shield and MLS Cup contender this year. They almost made it to the cup last year. If it weren't for the Sounders, they would have. Um, but then they've gone and signed uh, a guy named Ramon Abila from uh, Boca Juniors. He's on loan. And he is apparently going to be their new star forward. They have this new French guy that I don't think is technically signed yet. But So for right now, Ramon Abila is going to be the guy for the Sounders to keep an eye on because I don't know if he's playing in this first game he's he might be a little bit like a Raul Ruiz Diaz where he didn't spend enough time with the team in the preseason um but there's a good chance that you see him out there he might just be that good that you don't he doesn't need to you know have a bunch of preseason clicking with all of these other guys but but is it Reynoso uh, Reynoso is the is the good midfielder that I was trying to talk about. So those two guys together is a little bit like a Nico Ladero, Raul Ruiz Diaz. If you're the opposing team, you don't really want to be to to see those guys clicking with each other. You see a lot of finger wags if that happens. <laughs> no, no, no! Please don't play. <laughs> um, the other thing to think about is last year in that crazy, stupid MLS game where the Sounders came back to beat Minnesota three to two. The people who changed that game. Were, well, really, the person who changed that game was Carl Gustav Svensson. He came mm. in. Once he was subbed in, the Sounders scored all three of their goals. Um, he had an assist on one, and he scored the third with the header. Uh, we don't have him anymore. Uh, at all he's not on the team anymore that was when Alex Roldan who who played well because Kelvin Leardam was recovering from an injury he was okay but he got yellow card in the first like five minutes and then you know was and then Kelvin Leardam came on uh uh closer to the end of the game and like all of a sudden you were like okay the Sounders are are fine right yeah that Uh, was way and then uh and then uh Schmetzer goes and plays Roldan over Leardam in the final yeah. And you're like, wait, he had a terrible game. You're like, well, we won with him on the field, so let's play him anyway. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, right? you once once you took him like, off the field. <laughs> yeah, Leardom didn't start. He didn't start the final, right? No, 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 no. It was it was rolled on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, it's it's just you're looking at you know like the power rankers ranking said the Sounders have gotten worse in the off season. At least on paper, they've gotten worse in the off season. Uh, so you're you're going in there with an essentially different team. Will Bruin scored one of those goals in that game. And with Rui Diaz out for most of this preseason, Will Bruin is going to be, you know, hoping as a, as an MLS veteran, hoping that he can stand in there and, and compete for not just like replacing Raul Rui Diaz when he can't play, but compete for a 
starting spot. Yeah. Uh, not to replace him, because I don't think that you can really replace a Raul Ruiz Diaz, no. uh, but to play alongside of him, right? Uh, but so him and Montero are going to be really duking it out for that second forward position. Uh, and so Will Bruin uh, is going to want to go, you know, kind of big time and just dunk on as many Minnesota United <laughs> defenders as he can just to prove that, like, hey, Freddie Montero will not be dunking on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but Freddie Montero so is Spud Webb. I but, am not. <laughs> but they've been so good together. Excellent Spud Webb reference. I'm, I'm amazed. Um, the two of them together, though, have been so good. So if you don't have Rui Diaz start, I imagine you got to have him at least in the game at some point. But uh, Montero and Bruin together have been really solid. So hopefully there's something to come from that. I, man, I don't know. I'm, it worries me. The squad doesn't have the same sizzle once you take a... Uh, Rui Diaz off and then no Ladero. I think it could be a tough few weeks to start the season off. And that's okay, though. If it's not, then they'll surprise us. Yeah. And we, like we said, Nico Ladero's a three to four week injury. I think one of those weeks has already passed. So we're talking, uh, you know, now a two to three week uh, from, from recording injury. So there's a chance that he's back by week three of the MLS yeah. season, which because we're not real media, we don't know who's who they're playing and when that might be. <laughs> if anyone wanted, there's plenty of podcasts you could follow for that if you want, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as as one of our reviews at one point said, uh, I didn't listen to any other podcasts except for these guys because they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I don't think they said don't know what they're talking about. I think they said that we're not, uh, how do they? They want to break from the other nitty gritty they yeah, understand yeah. tactics, questionably, but they prefer to focus on the culture and deliver some needed laughs along the way. Like Wobble Way. I made that up. <laughs> Sounds like a toy you'd get for like, uh, uh, for like, like it's, you can't find it at Christmas. What are they like? The, weeb- the Weebles? Weeble right? Wobbles? Weeble Wobbles. Yeah, there you go. It's the Wobble Weeble. It's the Wobble Way. <laughs> the <Perfect>. Logger Wobble? <laughs> All right. The match is Friday night, 630 maybe at Lumen Field, Seattle Sounders FC welcome Minnesota United FC. Brandon, take a look into the swirling effervescence that is the Crystal Pepsi ball and tell us what you see. This is the worst. Uh, I I feel like I haven't watched soccer in so long that it's, uh, I mean, I've been watching, you know, Premier League and whatever, but like I, I, I haven't watched any of the Sounders preseason games. I've hardly even watched the highlights, so it's hard for me to know, like, what's real you know, and so even looking into the very clear crystal Pepsi ball and it's all swirling effervescence, effervescence ness, um, yeah. I, it's, I, I don't freaking know what a goal is anymore. I'm going to say the Sounders win one to nothing with a goal from Will Bruin. Damn, that's a great call, dude. I think that the defense is going to surprise us. And that we're going to get a very, at least mature first half out of the team. I'm going to say it's going to be disappointing American soccer. The Sounders are going to win (laughs) 6-0. By a touchdown? Yeah, can't even make the extra point, idiots. With six goals by Will Bruin? Yeah, that's fair. That seems right. Just so you know, this year I'm going to try to keep track of how our predictions actually do just so we can, for once, start be a like... Spreadsheet. <laughs> start a spreadsheet! I'm going to start a spreadsheet, which we will forget to update after literally two weeks. I doubt we'll <laughs> even remember to start the spreadsheet, to be fair, but... <laughs> Somehow Kelvin Leardem is going to win Golden Clog again. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't taken it off the sheet from last year's template? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, in case this podcast was way too long and you didn't listen, it's too long, didn't listen. Too long, didn't listen. The sounders are worse, but that makes them better? Hey, man, in MLS, anything's possible. Just ask <laughs> the wizard bird. <laughs> oh, wizard bird. <laughs> All right, too long, didn't listen. After being embarrassed in the press box the other day, I need to ask my mom for a new laptop. <laughs> too long, didn't listen. <laughs> so stupid. This podcast is so f- dumb. <laughs> I know.